Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. You know what time it is. You know. Danger! Danger! Get on the floor! Welcome to the Java Man Biting Illini podcast. It's Wednesday, November 16th. This is Suds. I got a great crew with me tonight. I got Mr. P. I got Shady Joey H returning. They were with us for episode one. And we got a new member joining us from the Java Men. Java Jubes. What is going on? How you boys doing tonight? Good to be here. It feels good to have some brain power on this podcast with Java Jubes. <laughs> That's what yeah. we were, we were in for some analytics, some analysis. It's it's good to have that tonight. Yeah, after Jubes. listening after listening to Jesse, <laughs> Jubes, I'm gonna start with you here. So the first couple episodes, every every time we got somebody new joining the podcast, we go around the horn and we want to know what does being a Java man mean to you. Well, I think we can take this two ways. Uh, one is the uh java related and mm-hmm. the other is a line i related but for java i didn't have much coffee outside of a uh, starbucks frappuccinos till i was about 26 <laughs> um and i really kind of ventured into it once i got into the workforce and was working late nights and uh i ended up at my wedding having an espresso bar um called jojo's java lounge which is for my daughter and i've kind of fully <laughs> embraced the whole uh espresso and, and coffee thing uh drink multiple cups a day now so i'm fully ingrained in the java game and for the illini it's got to be the 05 uh arizona game at the the old rosemont horizon uh yep that that kind of got me into to uh full force fandom and never never looked back after that that duran williams three-pointer was something that was when he tied it yeah right yeah were you at that game jubes no, but I was watching it with my dad, and we were just going, and, and my brother, and we were going nuts. All right, so that's a, I was, uh, as we were talking before we started recording, I was going to say that I, the first couple episodes, I never gave my Java Men story, and that's exactly where I was going with the dudes, <laughs> and I'm, I, I, we didn't even talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I was actually randomly at, I think we were juniors in high school. Right? Yeah, because it, it was the it was the yeah we were seniors the next year. Yeah, so yeah, because it was uh, March of '05. Mm-hmm. So I I went to that game. I wasn't really at the time. I was more of a DePaul fan. Shout out to the Blue Demons who had a huge victory at Minnesota, and going to that game kind of cemented my path to go to U of I. I, I mean that 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 atmosphere. At the Allstate, the the Rosemont Horizon at the time was just unreal. I don't think we'll see another game like that, to be honest. That that was just unbelievable. And then, you know, moving after that, choosing U of I as the the school that I want to go to, meeting all you guys, freshman year, and next thing you know, we're doing Java boxes at our friends' weddings. <laughs> And for those of you that don't know what a, a Java box is, or a, a Macho Man Java box, I should say, we all get on one knee and we get a Java box from Starbucks and we start chugging and we pass it around. 
and that's and that's what a Java man means to me. So, gentlemen, I'm glad to have you here for the podcast tonight. We got a we got a great episode in store, and it's Vegas week, baby. All four of us here, we're all going to Vegas. Let's Vegas. go to Vegas. Let's go. <laughs> we're we're gonna kick it off here. Joey H, I'm passing it to you. We're gonna do the weekly booty, weekly recap. What do you got for me? Uh, main takeaways. Well, first off, it's great to be back on the pod. Um, it's great to have again some some brain power, Jubes. Look, really looking forward to some of your your takeaways, especially on the analytics <laughs> side. Uh, but my main takeaways, and I'll leave uh, the rest of the analytics to Jubes here. Monmouth. And UMKC suck. Hmm. They suck really bad. They're just dreadful. <laughs> and those have been my main takeaways from the game. With that said, the line I have looked great. Um, they're turning the ball over too much. That's probably my, my main concern. That's going to happen with, with two freshman point guards with a new team. And I think Brad's obviously working through that. But overall, really happy with how the team's playing. They're aggressive. Doesn't seem like Brad has to coach effort, um, and and that's huge. So like big picture, really good, really three good cupcakes leading into, um, what are they calling the, the Vegas tournament? It's it's a, it's actually a nice play on words. The main event. The main, main event. event. Yeah, I love I love that. Is I mean, that I thought it was like the Continental Tire event. It's the that, Continental Tire main event. main event. Main event. Yeah, we'll, we'll just call it the main event. <laughs> And so my, my main takeaways, let's just, you know, mush the, the, the games together. Terrence Shannon is not only a big, t- big 10 first teamer, um, he is on first team or second team All-American watch. Brad Underwood just said that Terrence Shannon can get as many accolades as Io DeSumo. And that's, that's uh, high praise in my opinion. The hey, freshman or quick, yeah, re- go ahead. real quick on, on Shannon before you move off of him. Yeah. I noticed, I think it was the, the Monmouth game. He had like 20 in the first like eight minutes. And then they like flipped to the bench and Brad was just reaming Shannon a new one. What are your thoughts on that? How do, how do you think Shannon's going to handle that throughout the year? Yeah, so I think it was, it was like a, a classic Mike Lane pass, like one-handed no-look pass. He just threw it like from the three-point line underneath the basket. And he immediately turns around on Wood. Like, my bad, my bad. And <laughs> just chewing him out. Yeah. I, it was I, so good. I've been loving so how good. animated Underwood's been for these three cupcake games. You know, they're they're clearly tune-ups, <laughs> but I love how tuned in he is. I was watching in fourth quarter yesterday. He's just laying into everyone. They're up 30. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's good to take these seriously. I, I, I went back just out of curiosity to the last couple seasons and was trying to see like what we clearly start every year with cupcakes, but then you get right into a tough game, right? Like, so 2019, 2020 season, we started with nickel state and grand Canyon and we were on the ropes with both of those teams. Or actually, I think we beat them both good. Um, but you know, it was, it was, they were frisky for a while. We ended up losing to Arizona and it, you know, wasn't particularly a close game. And then 2020, 21, um, we almost lost to Ohio 
former former gross team, Ohio. Um, and then there we, was a there was a pro on that team, Jason Juju Preston. Tua. That's true. Yeah, is how's is Preston playing much? I don't. We got to get a press. We got to press. Get a Preston watch. He yeah. literally. Right. They ran the same pick and roll about sixty five times, and he scored. And he scored. Or yeah. He, oh, really? It sounds like play. the Loyola game. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to talk about that today. <laughs> no. And then um. Uh. Well, yeah, we had a pro, for, future pro on our team too, named Ayodesumu. Um <laughs> But we had, so we ended up going the next game, losing to Baylor. Um, they were legit. They won, they ended up winning the title that year. Last year, we won our tune-up games. I think we won it pretty handily. Um, and then we lost to Marquette, and we got well, we we lost to Marquette by one point. We got blown out by Cincy, and oh, like yeah. I, I so. I like that that we're getting revved up in these uh, in these games, even if we're up by thirty. Let's get the, I mean, let fire them up, man. Do what you got to do, Brad. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, since he's a different, I mean, they they weren't good last year by any means, but they're different than Kansas City. They're different than yeah, but it's Monmouth. But it still should I, be a tune-up game for a yeah, top tier Big Ten game. Yeah, I mean, and that's what was so disappointing about last year's start. So I completely agree with you. We're doing what we need to do, Joe. So we were talking about Shannon. What? Who? Who else do you want to talk about from this past week? These past uh, two games that we had. Just, I think I want to group this this crew. The freshmen. The freshmen are calm, cool, and collected. Very impressed. Uh, Epps is a bucket. Oh my That's god! Everyone's saying he's a scorer. The the coaching staff's been preaching that. All of the the media have been preaching that. Clark, I love Clark. He knows his role. He seems like he knows his role already. Like yeah. Jubes and I were texting on our on our text chain. It's like he just knows what to do. He's calm. Like that's really important for a, a freshman point guard. Like you can tell he's he's really good. Like and he's he's already in control. These guys had one bad game the first game of the year. And they're already playing a lot better the second and third game. And I even put in Sincere Harris into that. Um, you know, so all the all the freshmen are playing are playing really well. So so Rogers had like a stat line of like five, four, and four. Like that's that's the role he needs to play, you know? So I'm I'm pumped for them. The fresh so the freshmen in general have been really impressive, calm, cool, and collected. And then third is welcome to the danger zone. Danger! Dame Danger uh, is to the danger. a revelation. These, these teams yeah. suck. So, like, Dame Danger is going to probably get stuffed a couple times by some, some good Big Ten quality big men. But, but Jubes and I, Jubes also pointed this out. The fact that he hasn't played basketball in, like, what, five years? I think it's been more <laughs> like two, one and a half. He, he's, like, very skilled. He, he reminds me a little bit of Georgie Bashan Chavili. Um, in that in that sense, so I'm, I'm really said impressed that by last him. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. That was good. And uh, I just think that I'm, I, I hit that on this on the first pod. I'm just not sold on Hawkins. Like I think he's gonna be good, and I think he'll have some really good games. And I think by the end of the year he'll be good. But I think he's gonna have a lot of up and down games. I think he'll get in foul trouble. And so having Dane Danger is gonna be huge for this team. And then. 
I, I'm not worried about Meyer and Melendez. I and mean, we talked about this at length, like on our, our texts and side conversations. Meyer and Melendez will find their roles because we're going to need these guys to be yeah. top four players on this team mm-hmm. for us to make the Sweet 16 run and beyond that we want. Um, so just like in general, this team's potential is great. I don't think anyone... I'm actually more pleasantly surprised by the first three games than I thought I would be. So I'm I'm really yeah. jacked to see where this team's at against some top 10 competition in Vegas. Yeah, what you don't want to see, and th- this is what I was getting at when I was talking about the these sort of tune-up games, is you don't want to see issues with your team. You know, you want you want the them to go into these first couple tough games playing well. I mean, if they lose to UCLA. It's okay. Um, we don't. We want to win, but you know, you'd hate to see these first three games, like them coming apart or them having an issue. I mean, remember how? I, I think it was on the first pod we talked about. Like, one of the things we worry about is maybe scoring. You know, Goody being out. Well, I don't know that we have much of a guard problem with Goody out. I, I don't know. Do you guys? Uh, obviously, we want it back, but like we've. It looks like from the first couple of games, we've got some scorers. I, so one thing that I, because w- w- one of the things I was concerned about was three-point shooting. I think, Joe, you brought this up. I, I, you firmly said we're not going to be a good three-point shooting team. Epps disagrees. And m- Monday, we shot 42% from three-point line. Now, is that a product that we're playing Monmouth? You know, and we have wide open threes. Uh, yes yeah yeah it's a big part of it i don't know but shannon shannon was he was unconscious man he was drilling threes i think he was pumped up i think it was the nuggets gm that was in the crowd at least we could they proved that if they're open they could hit him at the very least yeah i mean he the only thing with him is his shot sometimes takes a little bit to, to get off so when you're playing better um, opponents, it's not going to be as easy for him to get those shots off all the time. But I mean, he he's clearly our best player. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I think so the rest athletic. of the team is just going to find a role. But I think we were worried about like, who's going to be the guy. And I mean, on some of those fast breaks yesterday, like he literally looked like IO, like yeah. just going down the court and just annihilating a defender, making, making them, you know, make a decision and just completely making them look foolish. But I, I just don't think that these teams have the ability to stop him like these, these mid-major teams. And I think more in general, our team is just way more athletic and skilled in terms of being able to get to the bucket than any of you know the prior teams in the last couple of years. I mean, if you look at our, our top eight players, they can all make they can all make a play. Last year, we had a lot of guys who were three and D type players, or in in, in Plummer's case, just like a, a three and and no D type player. <laughs> um, but th- this year, I mean, you, our guards can all get to the rim. Um, Hawkins can can make something happen sometimes. Um, Shannon looks like Io in terms of like his ability to just get downhill, and there's just not there's there's not really um, a, a lineup that you're worried about, like being able to create. And I think that's like one of the biggest 
takeaways just from like last year we played ut i think it was rio grand valley or something and we only beat them by like it 10. was yeah that was not good we went one and two to against the spread to start the season <laughs> against the cupcakes <laughs> against the cupcakes and like hey, this hey, team, it was not time this, for team the would, this team would give like there's like a mid major is not going to be able to stay with this team they're just like too athletic and yeah. I, it's just like it's different than what we've had in the past because i mean we had Kofi and Io and, um, you know, Corbello that could all all make plays, but like now we have like the entire team can do that because we had just a lot of guys that would just kind of sit by the three point line, and if you ask them to drive, they really couldn't do it. Yeah. Um. Then the other thing is, Danger, he's going to be key against the teams with the in the Big Ten with some size, um, like Purdue, um, like Michigan, because. Well, the problem that we've never had before is being able to guard those types of teams. Um, like, I mean, Dickinson vanishes when he plays us when Kofi was on the team. And now yep. we're and, and now we don't like our starting lineup. If we're going to stick with these guys like Hunter Dickinson is going to probably be like a, a problem for, for the starting lineup. Like you can't switch, you know, Meyer on him or Sky Clark on him. Like you can't run that type of defense on someone like that or Edie, like they're too, they're just big, you know? So he, he's very crafty offensively dangerous, but he's also crafty defensively. Like he, he makes people decide what they're going to do almost like by, by force. And he kind of picks, picks their pocket or he, he makes a nice play. Like he's very smart defensively too. And I think being able to have him at least, you know, take some punishment on those guys while also like making them work is really going to help this team. Cause I was, I was worried about that. I'm like, who is on this team is going to be like able to, to, to guard those really big centers in the big 10. Yeah. I, I think Dane Jubes, well said Dane for sure is the biggest surprise of the, of the year so far. I mean, and, and talk about a pleasant surprise. The guy looks unbelievable. Yeah. I think he's averaging a point a minute. Or something around that. He's like averaging 19 minutes a game, and averaging 17 points a game, which he, and, and I think 10 boards to go along with it. He the guy's been freakish. So he, here's what I'm gonna propose to the group before, because we gotta move on quickly. But we got we we all know, especially this group, because we're, we're setting sails hmm. west, fairly short shortly here. We're setting sails to Houston. <laughs> Final, pit the stop final in four. Vegas this week. Oh yeah, well, we're going to Vegas. We're setting sails for Vegas, but we're coming back here, and then we're going to Houston. Here's my question for the boys: What's your starting lineup against UCLA on Thursday? I think it's the same five that we've been rolling out there. You think um, Dane? You keep Dane as a sixth man? I think. I think so. I mean, he, he hasn't played basketball, you know, competitively outside of practice in a very long time. Uh, the UCLA has this, this freshman, um, Adam Bona, him and Amari Bailey, they were both top 20 recruits. Adam Bona was like 15 to 20 or something like that. He's big and he's very athletic, but he's very, very raw. Like I'm not concerned as much about him making a move. Um, to the basket as I am about some other big men 
So I don't think you have necessarily that problem of him just being able to, you know, make, make a move on Hawkins or overpower somebody. Like, he doesn't have a ton of offensive talent yet. Doesn't mean he won't, but I, I'm happy we're catching him now versus, you know, 20 games yeah. in. But Joe, Joe, what do you got? Yeah, the same. Come on, we played powder bus. Keep, keep the starting line <laughs> so the same. You, you want to keep you, you you're keeping Dane on the bench? Meyer's been hurt all year. Dane Dane has played guy like guys. He essentially was playing me. Like I was <laughs> I was guarding him. Like let's 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 give Dane the danger some time to get acclimated to some of these big big guys on UCLA, Baylor, Virginia, whoever we end up playing. But yeah, let's keep the. Starting line at the same. Our best team, the best, most talented guys on the team are probably our starting five right now. Danger, you can make an argument. He could get there eventually. But right now, we need the starting five to gel. P? I, 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 I hate agreeing, but I think you got to go with as much experience as you can. Um, On the road, neutral court, I mean... How many neutral courts? So you're keeping Dane on the bench, P. After what you, I'm seen? giving him minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him minutes. Like I, I look at the the minute split of the last couple games, and like, yeah, I think for now you got to roll with the starting five. I think you got to roll with, with there. There's clearly, a, but that, it's it's not like this. It's not like that five has chemistry. You know, they they played three. Well, you games clearly disagree. So, so let's go. That's the point. We all agree. Lance, before <laughs> before you jump in, I will say that defensively, Dane on the court changes what you're doing because you can't switch everything. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why Brad may like that five initially. Um, it doesn't yep. mean that he's going to stick with that, but when you put Dane on the court, like Dane can't guard Tiger Campbell, like. He just can't. <laughs> so, yeah, but it doesn't well, mean that I, I'm. I think you got to lags. I, lags. I, this is where I was going. I think you got to see what you got. I, I like. I love danger as much as you do, but I feel like you have to see what you got in the starting five, and it's early in the season, and we have, like, plenty of battle testing to come before the Big Ten starts. Like. Yeah, we're playing UCLA. It's going to be a tough, tough game. Um, we also play Texas coming up, and you know if this if it doesn't work out on Friday, which is going to work out, we're going to win. Um, you know we've got the the Big Ten ACC challenge against Syracuse. You got the Texas game. Like we can, it, it's early on. We can get this mix going before Big Ten. I think let's see what we got against a a blue blood type of team if you consider UCLA one um and and, and fix from there Flags, who are you subbing hey, I, Dange I, out for I mean Dange in for Jubes you know who I'm subbing <laughs> subbing out I'm subbing out Meyer I, I'm subbing out John Mayer Meyer because I you know what I, I I don't know if he's not in shape or what the deal is I was you guys educated a little uh, me a little bit. He's got to grow the he's got to grow the mullet back out. You're right on he's that. He's got to get the mullet back. Yeah. I mean, stump yeah. stump hit it on the head. Let's call a spade a spade. It's like the man's not the same without the mullet. 
I didn't even know it was the same player as the one who went off against UNC to get Baylor back in the game. Was that the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16? Whatever it was. I, I had no idea because he didn't have the mullet. So kudos to Stumpy for hitting that one on the head. I, I'm subbing out Meyer. I want him off the bench first. I want Danger. I've seen enough with Dane. I think Dane's the best player in the Big Ten. The guy is a monster. <laughs> he, he's. An, I, <laughs> you think he's better than Terrence Shannon? Guy, you think he's better than Where's dude, Hunter? The the guy is coming to every game, and he's just been clearly the best player on the court. No, nobody could deny that. I mean, Shannon's been pretty good. I, we've played terrible teams, yes. Yeah. But Dane. Well, that's that's it. That's guy, it right there. You've played terrible teams. We need to see. We need to see these guys for real. The guy's got moves, man. I've, I think it's going to translate. I just do. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I saw pain come in last year. The guy had two left feet. The guy stunk. <laughs> and now you got danger. I'm, I am all in on this guy. He is, dude. I think he's going to be first team all Big Ten. Danger's moves aren't like. I'm going to overpower you. He can he, do that, but he actually yeah. has like really good footwork. Did you see the picks that that guy was setting? That, that was some <laughs> of the funniest shit I've ever seen. The, those guards were like falling 10 feet backwards. That was insane. The guy is, he's rock solid. Who's our, the strength and conditioning coach? Fletch. I know. Yeah, Fletch. Fletch has got him in the work room and the working out in the workout room. I mean, he's a monster. Don't forget the coaching staff. There's no way he was this sound before he got to Illinois. You yeah, dude. Listen, I was, like I said, pleasantly surprised. I, Jubes, you texted me. We were jaded by pain last year. That where's pain at? That guy. guy <laughs> Let's move on. He walked the pain. plank. He walked <laughs> the plank. <laughs> So we're going to transition. Next segment here, javajubes.com. I want Jubes' rankings. We're, we're going to go to the the nerd rankings here to see where we're falling out after three games. Jubes, what do you got for me? All right, so you, with rankings, you always have two two different types. You have the people that watch the games, which are the media and the coaches, and you have the nerds. Um, and we, we all wonder who who's a better predictor of actual outcomes at the end of the year um starting with the people who actually watch the games uh we're coming in in our first ranking we have john rothstein in the rothstein 45 uh rothstein, rothstein had them at 39 to start the year he's now moved them up a whopping four spots to uh number 35 um wait you vi yes uh, us 35 what a me? dork! What, what is how many how many shirts House of Pain shirts you think Rothstein sells? I here? think he's more concentrated on Indiana right now. Um, <laughs> oh my god! The AP poll had Illinois at twenty three to start the year. They're now up to nineteen. They were the highest mover of the last week. Um, again, we haven't played anybody, so not sure how much that yep. means, but. Um, they saw Dane play though. <laughs> I think I think the four might have been for Dane. Um, so those are the those are the coaches and the media, and then we're going to look at EvanMaya.com and Ken Palm. Um, Evan Maya, um, 
Bayesian performance rating, which essentially is taking historical performance of players and teams and then projecting it forward. Um, they're at 22 right now. Um, their offensive ranking improved more um, than their defensive from the preseason. Um, but they are the 23rd out of like 340-something teams offense and 31 on defense. Um, one big difference this year is their tempo. They're 39th this year in tempo in Division One. Last year, anyone want to take a guess where they were? 180. 204 last year. Wow. So completely different game. I mean, I guess that makes sense with Kofi, Yeah, right? with, on Ken Palm, they're actually one, they were 179 last year in tempo, so. Joe. Just right on it. On Evan Maya, <laughs> they're the fourth-ranked team in the Big Ten behind Michigan State, Iowa, Indiana, and Purdue. So actually, we're the, we're the fifth because all four of those teams are ahead of them on Evan Maya. And Evan Maya? Yep. Wow. So, Jubes, are these are these sites just looking at... The, you said... Are they looking at this year only? No. Or are they looking back? They have priors based on historical data. So, you know, where a player was ranked or recruited coming out of college if hmm. they're a, or high school if they're a freshman or what the players on the team did in prior years. Um, but... Right now, it's still mostly priors because as you play yeah. more games, the priors go away and and uh, the actual you know that, current season comes into play. But obviously, three games against teams that they blew out isn't really gonna show much unless they were blowing out teams that they had ranked high, right? So, um, that that's interesting for sure. Yeah. It'll 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 be interesting to see what happens. These you know a- after we start playing some competition, I f- I feel like you just it's so hard. These, I mean, U of I we've talked about it. The team's completely new. It, it literally there's who's the holdovers from last year? We have Hawkins Hawk. and Melendez. Yeah. So on Evan Maya, their transfer rankings. Guess who their number one transfer was? Curbelo. Matthew Meyer. <laughs> number one. See, this is why you can't Matthew this Meyer. is why you can't pull him out of the lineup lags. You gotta number you gotta eight see what transfer was Karen Curbelo. No, well. So no. obviously the nerds are very high on uh on the Illini transfer. Where do they have where do they have Curbelo? Um, I believe I don't he wasn't in the top 10. I think he, he was top 40. I'd have to check. Okay. Um, I think, but since he's wearing sunglasses now, you got to move him up to maybe 30 or 25. Um, yeah. It's, you know, yeah. And yeah. then Ken Palm, they're at, what what that does is it looks at basically um, how many def- offensive um, points scored and defensive points allowed per 100%, 100 possessions against an average opponent. They're ranked 26 there after three games. Um, their offensive rank is 34, defensive 22. Again, they're fourth behind Indiana, Iowa, and Purdue. Um, and again, they're the same tempo as Evan Maya uh, versus 179 last year. So obviously this team is running a lot more than they did before. 
um, and they're not the nerds aren't necessarily high on them um, in the Big Ten. That doesn't mean that it's going to change, but I think you know a lot of our team is freshmen or guys that didn't play a ton last year outside of you know a few of them. So I think there's some obviously room to improve, but that's kind of where they're at. Any what are the nerds? What are the nerds like in the Big Ten? The nerds like Evan Maya likes MSU, and um, well, who they, who just beat Kentucky? Who just beat Kentucky? Kentucky, big um, win. Kentucky, Kentucky, and they they Kentucky. they have them eleven, and then um, that's legit. That's a legit win. Yeah, and then uh, Ken Palm has Indiana nine. So again, the, the, wow. the Indiana is interesting because they, they're basically returning like the same team from last year. And that yeah. team wasn't good. And yeah. they're getting, Sh- you know, they're getting a, they're getting a, you know, a stud freshman. So yeah. shout out to the doctor. Uh, first podcast said MSU is, I think it was him who said MSU is his team to watch. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, well, there's the, there's the brain memory that we need on this podcast. It was it was Dr. Spinney said MSU's a team to watch. They go out and beat Kentucky tonight. That's huge. I hope that that's us on Friday beating UCLA. I I, I like that we're getting this like... So let me ask you this, Jamie. I'm not surprised by those reactions. I, I or those, you know, what the, what the nerds are saying, so to speak. What I'm interested to see is... Like how how do their judgments change if Illinois beats a team like UCLA on Friday? You know, they clearly are high on the Illinois transfers. If if they play well, everything comes together. We beat UCLA. What are the nerds doing? How are they adjusting what they're thinking? They're probably moving us up to um, somewhere like right around fifteen. Okay, fifteen after beating eight. Okay. If if we beat UCLA, um, I mean UCLA is young too, so I mean they have a couple, they have a couple, uh, you know, veterans, but two fifths of their starting lineup are freshmen. Yeah. So they're also guessing on them too. Yeah, I I was also gonna say too, um, the the next possibly two games, uh, or one game. Baylor, Virginia, um, can't overlook that either. No, I mean Illinois is like the worst ranked team out of all of them on <laughs> on this. I would love to win this, this thing. It'd be great. I can't wait to go to Vegas and win this tournament. <laughs> the The other interesting thing is that the the nerds are really high on Iowa. Um, offensively, what, at least. What are they seeing? They're they they have them top five on offense. Wow. Jubes, speaking of Iowa, I saw Frederick on uh, Kentucky yeah. tonight. That's That was wild. I did not expect to see yeah, that. Yeah, he was out last year. He was hurt the entire year, but yeah, he transferred to Kentucky. Probably because so, uh, Fran McCaffrey played his kids over him. So <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting, and and again, we'll wait for the Vegas segment to talk about the different teams. But um, it's interesting to compare what the nerds think 
in comparison to what Vegas thinks, you would think that there would be some very close, uh, uh, you know, or some overlap between those two or some correlation. Yeah, and in I mean, some ways there is, and a lot of ways there is not. Yeah, I mean, out of the top teams, they they have Iowa top five offensively, but like their defense is the worst out of out of the top teams, which is mm-hmm. kind of typical for them. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but it seems like they're going to have that same type of team this year. And I mean, if Chris Murray can do anything close to what his brother did, I mean. They'll they'll probably be pretty good. I mean, they were they were probably the best team in the Big Ten like at the end of the year last year. Yeah, Illinois has some work to do on the nerds. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta share my my feedback on the nerds. <laughs> Jubes threw out a lot of numbers there, and speaking for a lot of the average average Joes out there who who aren't in aren't in the numbers, who are more on the sales sides of of things <laughs> Brad Underwood throws nerds into lockers for a reason yeah I was gonna say there's Evan some McCalla hats going to the toilet is a nerd he's been in more lockers than we can all probably name if he has Illinois 5 in his nerd rankings he can get the fuck out like there's, there's zero chance that's happening yeah and go ahead and throw Joey's Ken pissed, Palm in there dude. go ahead and throw Ken Good. Palm in there too. dude that's what Brad Underwood does. He the nerds don't nerds. know everyday guys. They're yeah, going to have yeah, their head in the Jubes, toilet. I appreciate the numbers. I really do. But <laughs> Underwood's just going to throw them in the, in, in, in the locker. That's what he's Well, I mean, it, it, we were talking about it earlier. I think it in this case, the numbers <laughs> might lie. I mean, it, the Illini literally, have, this team has played three games together. Who knows what this team's going to look like. Yeah, it just shows kind spe- of where no, they're at, you know. That what everyone thinks yeah. of them preseason. I mean, we can't really actually say, oh, they're really good or they're really bad. I mean, based on who they've played. I mean, it's just not possible. Yeah. All right. So, Jubes, we're moving on here. What We've all been waiting for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> A Pirates eulogy. I close my eyes. Only for a moment, and the moment's gone. All my dreams pass before my eyes in curiosity. Just in the wind. We talked about it last episode. Your man, you had love for one Andre Curbelo. It was a it was a tough loss to see him go. So. We're gonna do a eulogy for him tonight. I, I'm gonna kick it to you. I, I, I want to know what you have to say about Andre Corbello leaving for the Johnnies. Well, before I dig into uh, the meat of my eulogy here, I just want to call out. I've been getting some ricochet shots on the pod about you know why I liked him and why I thought we needed <laughs> him um, from various members. Some are currently on the podcast and some are not. Um, and I think what the reason why I <laughs> was so not necessarily high on him, but wanted him to play is be kind of what I alluded to earlier. Our team had nobody that could actually make a play outside of Kofi um, or Plummer, you know, taking a spot up three and 
draining it in somebody's face. But <laughs> there was literally nobody on our team that could do that. Trent could do it a little bit, but if you're asking Trent to get to the hole, um, I, you know, in the last few seconds of the game, he's just he just wasn't, is not athletic enough to do that. Yeah. And so my issue was is you know when you go to the tournament, they're scouting you. They know you know hey we have to guard Kofi. We just have to get out on these three point shooters. When you're playing and he's and and Curbelo's rolling, he brings a whole new element to the team that could you know raise their ceiling. This team, the team last year had no chance of doing anything in the tournament unless Curbelo was playing and playing well. And you guys could disagree with me on that, but the talent that they had was basically Kofi and spot up shooters. And Trent, you know, could do it a little bit, but if Trent is your best playmaker. He's he's more of like a third option, right? And he played awesome last year. And the team sometimes played better with him, you know, most of the time than with Curbelo. But you also have to think about like the competition in the Big Ten. Outside of Purdue, Matt Painter had uh, Brad's number last year. We could just throw Kofi out there and he's a cheat code, like Joe said on the first podcast, 20 and 10 every game or 30 and 10. And the other team had no chance. You don't need Curbelo for those games. You need Curbelo against the really good Big Ten teams like Purdue last year yeah. and the NCAA tournament teams like Houston. And he, you know, he didn't play well in the Houston game, but the whole the, my whole deal with it was that team that they were, you know, that they were going out there with wasn't going to do anything in the tournament because they just didn't have enough. If you, I mean, you look at UNC who who made a run last year. Their guards were unbelievable, right? That's that's that what that's what wins you tournament games. Like a team can stop Kofi in the tournament if they know, hey, if we stop him, they we, we got, got nothing, nothing else. else. And that's I'm not taking away from Trent. Trent was very good, but he, if you're asking Trent to like make athletic plays and pull up jump shots to win a game, he just can't do it. And Curbelo, he actually. I saw this on shot quality. He ranks in the 99th percentile in being able to create his own shot. Now, what that means for in layman's terms is that he was one of the best in, in the country at it. It didn't mean it went in because most of the time it didn't Big go streets. in last year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, he, he could do that. And if he wasn't doing it, then they weren't going to win. But um, I'll, I'll pause there. Any reaction before I get, in, get into it? But that's kind of yeah, why I wanted him to be to play more and, and be more ingrained given all the, you know, the crap he had to deal with at the start of the year. That's a respectful reach. Uh, yeah. I, I like it, Jamie. I like it. Jubes. It's a good, that's a good thing. My, for my, for my, and, and looking at it, the perspective, <laughs> looking at it the, from the perspective, he is, what, what about him rolling the ball? To <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Looking at it, looking at it from the perspective of where the team was. Okay. If he's their only hope, then that says a lot more about the Illini last year than than I think we're willing to admit that like we we were we deserve to go out in the in the second round. Uh, you know. Um here's where here's where I come from. And last the last pot I was on, I said if I had to watch one more ball roll over the half court, I was going to, I was going to lose it. I didn't mean, 
you know, killing, holding the, holding the clock at the end of the game. I meant like the, the guy, like kudos to him. He's trying to make a play. Like you said, he'd be darting fast as a bullet up uh, across the court, maybe towards the basket and just fall on his face and the ball would go rolling back behind him. I don't know. Like he's a turnover. He was a turnover machine, machine. No doubt. And here's, here's where I draw the comparison with Jamie. Jamie loves Jameis Winston quarterback, New Orleans saints (laughs) previously of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think I've never seen Jamie so excited about a quarterback as the year that Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. Cause he was just <laughs> ripping it, just airing it out. And that like, it just, it just reminds me of Carpello where, yeah, he's trying to make a play, but it's like, dude, stop turning the ball over. <laughs> we're in these tight, <laughs> we're in these tight games and they got, and it's just it, like, I don't know. It's, I like good, clean basketball. I know that, as Joe said earlier in the segment, hasn't been perfect this year. Hawk had five turnovers against Monmouth the other day. Not good. Um, clean that clean that up, Hawk. Come on. Um, <laughs> cl- clean it up. But we got freshmen coming off the bench just drink, like at five for nine threes. He's playing well. Two turnovers. Like, and I know, yeah. again, it's Monmouth, but like, I just like good team basketball, like everyday guys. I don't need flash. I, no, I hear I, you. I want to win. I want to win. And 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 I just thought, based on the construction of last year's team, he needed to be that guy. So yeah. to send and, him off, and I just want to... Before you do, to, to loop my comparison on Jameis Winston, you love that he's got the sunglasses on, on the court now. And, and okay. Uh, yeah, time dude, out. What is time that? out? Time out. Is that, is that legit? If he has a concussion is issue, I'm sorry. I, he's concussions got are bad. Concussions are to. bad. But, but if he's got, so he's got the sunglasses on Jamie's high on him again. St. John's, uh, had two turnovers the other night, only two against, uh, Lafayette the Lafayette leopards. So improvement. Um, (laughs) But the comparison is drawn on the sunglasses to when Jameis Winston got LASIK. So (laughs) 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 Jamie was high on Jameis Winston after he got LASIK. Hey, he, he, uh, he was playing well. So to send him off, I just want to bring back a few moments. Um, (laughs) And this is mostly from the 20, 2021 season, um, but kind of why he captured my heart in particular and maybe some others. Um, Tuesday, February 27th, 2021, at number 23, Wisconsin. No I.O. in that game. Remember, he got clocked in the face yeah, I remember. against oh, Michigan State. At the, yep, we won yeah. 74 to 69. It wasn't really close. Nice. Because- nice. Because uh, that was the, that Trice, was the Demetri- game. Trice game. Wasn't close till the end. Our Trice. Curbelo was the sixth man. 17 points, seven rebounds. Second leading scorer to Kofi. Four, from, four for four from the line to end the game. He heated up in the second half. They won that game. Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. At number two, Michigan. Again, no I.O. Oh, yeah. Everyone remembers that game. We blew them out. Yep. 
that was that was probably the best night of Illini <laughs> yeah. basketball yeah, in, in a while. Seventy six fifty three. The Illini basically didn't score on offense until he put in the game. He won in the game. I literally texted this group chat. Put in Curbelo. Um, he had eleven first half points, seventeen total, six rebounds on eight for fourteen shooting. He didn't even have to play in the second half because they were just blowing them out. Um, first game Io back at number seven OSU, um, nineteen points, eleven in the first half five rebounds, six assists, six for eight from the field, six for seven free throws. We beat Ohio State 73 to 68. So before the tourney, we beat the number 23 and number two teams without Io. And then we beat the number seven team, Ohio State, who who had some really good players. Big 10 tourney semis against the number five ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Six for eight from the field, 12 points, seven rebounds, three assists. We win that game. <laughs> Sunday, March 14th, 2021, the Big Ten Tourney Championship. We played Ohio State. Uh, they were, again, top 10 team. 36 minutes, 16 points, tied for the lead on the team. Four for four, three free throws, six rebounds, five assists, six points, six points in overtime to win that game. If you remember that overtime, he basically scored all of the points for the Illini. Illinois does not win P- that game if he is not on the team. P and I were there. You, you guys were I was there. there. You know who? Do, do you guys hey, remember a certain Georgie? So I was. Oh my god! Game? I was just gonna say <laughs> we would have won that game without Georgie. Georgie. No, he was the was first a- half. Curbelo was the second half. He had that, remember, that spinner in the lane that he always did. Um, yeah. Does not We do not win the Big Ten Tourney Championship without him. Then fast-forwarding to next year. We only got a couple here because he didn't play well that year. But Monday, January 17th, 2022, the early MLK game, he was supposed to play about five minutes against Purdue. Purdue was number four. We lost that game mm-hmm. in double overtime. But he ended up playing yeah. 25 minutes, ran a sick pick and roll game with BBV, um, Benjamin Bosman for, <laughs> for Donk because Kofi was in foul trouble because Brad refused to uh, double Edie and Kofi would get in foul trouble. Um, mm. He had that reverse layup with uh, to put to put the game into overtime. Um, made the pass to Plummer to to send it to the second overtime. We ended up losing that game, but that kind of showed. Um, what he could be if, you know, we were playing well. And then um, two more. Lags will love this one. February 27th. It was a Sunday in 2022. Afternoon at Michigan. Who was on the call, Lags? Oh, my God. Yeah. Raftery. 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 Onions! The Onions! Curbella. Rafferty, the man. In the second half, he was he kind of you know took the game over. He was five for seven, twelve points, seventeen plus minus, which was the highest on the team. Um, Ten of his twelve points were scored in the second half. Uh, Plummer had twenty three points in that game and was a minus one. So basically, they took him out and put Curbelo in because he couldn't guard anyone. And then last game, Big Ten Championship, March twenty second against Iowa. Um, they were number twenty four at the time. Um, down the stretch, he basically controlled the entire game, 14 points, six assists, four rebounds. 
Um, he ended up falling out and, and, you know, classic Curbelo fashion, but, um, he scored mm. six of the, of the eight, um, points in an eight Oh run to take the lead. And then they never gave it back. So again, they probably don't win that game if he's not playing well. So I just wanted to call out that a lot of those moments we had were, you know, significantly because of him as kind of that third guy outside Io and Kofi. So, you know, we wish you luck, um, in the boroughs at St. John's and, uh, we hope to see you playing well um, here soon in the tournament. We'll see you in the tournament. We'll see you in the tournament. Amen, Jules. See you on the quad. Bill's final, Bill's final thoughts on Curbelo. Amen, Jubes. That was a great, great eulogy. Yeah, you came in. You came in hot with the eulogy. Even I tipped my cap to that beautiful Puerto Rican fro of Andre Curbelo. <laughs> as, as Java Etch would say, best of luck, Curbelo. Best of luck. Carbella with the kiss. Onions! <laughs> now it's time, boys. It's time. It's Vegas week. Let's go to Vegas. I, I've been waiting for this week for about six months, or however long it's been since they announced this tournament. Live look into the Vegas suite. Mr. P, Ooh. talk to me. Well, talk to me, P. Where do we where do we begin? I think we start with I think we start with the matchup that we're all looking most forward to, and that's Illinois UCLA. It's Wednesday, not yet in the uh, we don't yet have a spread, but friend over here on the podcast has the Kempom before he gives it. I think we guess. So my guess was six and a half, uh, UCLA minus six and a half. Lags, what are you guessing? I'm going to guess before before the handicapper saw Dane play minus six and a <laughs> half, and now I think it's down to three and a half. I think it's three and a half UCLA, which is a little juicy money line. Mm. I think neutral court, five and a half. All right, Bill. Joe, you've got you've got the number. What does Ken Palm say? It is, it is five and a half. Oh man, it's fi- is that is it? Did it come out? Yeah, I can't guess because I already knew it's five and a half on Ken Palm. It's five and a half on Ken. The line's not out. I'm I'm basing it off oh, of Ken Palm rankings. Ken it's Ken. No. It's Ken Palm. Oh, it's Ken Palm. I got, I got you. I got it's you. it's Ken Palm. Okay. All right. So, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, boys. I, I still think the handicappers are going to go lower than that. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll say this. We got four Java men here. We've got two Java men not currently on the podcast that will all have the money line ticket. And I think we're expecting to win that. So the money line will be juicy. I think that's probably our play. Looking at the um, bigger picture, we love the bigger picture. So, Starting with the, um, starting with the Big Ten odds. So, uh, Vegas has seen enough, guys. Vegas has seen enough out of Indiana's hundred one to forty nine win against Bethune Cookman Wildcats <laughs> to crown IU the the champions of the Big Ten. They moved them up. 
from the last time we talked. So if we're looking at the wow. big 10 odds through MGM, they've got the Hoosiers down to plus 275 to win the big 10. You might recall on the last podcast, I believe they were up at plus 400. So that Bethune-Cookman game really showed Vegas that Indiana's the real deal. They're 2-0. and uh, The next best we've got, the Illini plus 500, real Michigan quick. plus 500. That's just horrible. Real quick. That's just horrible value. <laughs> horrible, true. horrible, horrible value. Do yeah. not bet that. Agreed. I'm talking to you, J.R. Taylor. Do not bet that. You cannot. Sorry, Go ahead. Yeah, you don't want to bet. Honestly, if I'm looking to buy any ticket, here's where it gets juicy. You got Illinois plus 500, Michigan plus 500, Iowa plus 500. God, the nerds love Iowa. Um, and then Michigan State plus 550. And then below that, you get into the junk. Purdue plus 600, Iowa or Ohio State plus 800, Wisconsin plus 2200. So, yeah, value is probably in one of those three plus 500, Illinois, Michi- Michigan. Um, I don't know if I go Iowa. I'd probably go Michigan State at plus 550 after what we've seen. Uh, Michigan plus 500, Indiana plus 275, given what, what, where we started is kind of interesting. I recall it being, um, plus 400 plus 500 to start the season, Indiana shooting up on the, in the Vegas odds. So, uh, as Joe said, lay off Indiana. If you're, if you're going to bet that if, if we just look at the, um, national championship odds. Um, so, so right now, Again, we're going MGM. They've got Gonzaga uh, at the top at plus 900. Then North Carolina, Kentucky, Baylor, Duke, Houston's in there. Uh, but scrolling down to the Big Ten, Indiana plus 3,500. Michigan tied at plus 3,500. Uh, um, Michigan State scooted up to plus 4,000. And Illinois is plus five. So Michigan State, Vegas has seen enough of Michigan State. They've moved them ahead of Illinois in the national championship odds. So uh, very interesting to see sort of what Dr. Dr. Spinney said the other day. Who's that team that might jump into the top three? Uh, Vegas Vegas likes Michigan State, but they're pretty pretty much dead even with Illinois and Michigan right now. Play for the weekend, though I think boys is going to be uh, is going to be Illinois money line. It's probably where the value is going to be, but we don't know. Let's go. <laughs> we don't know. We <laughs> there's going to be some influence on that line because you've got six Java men that are going to be screaming at the top of their does, lungs. So. Does Vegas know the Java men are going? To yeah, play? I think that's worth a half a point. Michigan uh, barely so, beat Eastern Michigan. Who's the kid? Amani uh, Bates. Bates? Yeah, but, but they've got where's Hunter. But they don't so. they that team, I mean, they have another guy, but I mean, if you're barely beating Eastern Michigan, that that doesn't like bode well. I'm just saying I wouldn't move them up in in the odds because of that. Like if yeah. anything, you keep them where they are. Yeah. What's what's Dane doing against Hunter? Yeah, I, I, I think I it's interesting looking at the Vegas odds for a national championship versus Big Ten because um, and, and I'm only sharing MGM and, uh, full disclosure, last podcast, I was flipping around on my phone. So I was trying to use MGM, but might've, might've grabbed some other odds. I'm only using MGM here, but there is some dispersion between 
who's winning the Big Ten and who's winning the tournament. And what you see is, you know, uh, um, a little bit of flip-flop between some of the other books in terms of who's moving up in the national championship odds versus the Big Ten. So um, as it was last time, they like, you know, again, not MGM, but some others like Michigan a little bit more um, than, than Indiana. So again, it's that like tournament factor. Um, no matter how crappy Juwan has them playing for whatever reason, they seem to make this sweet 16. So that's the Vegas report, but we're, it, whenever you want to move on to football, you let me know. Cause I got the football juice right in I, front of I, my face. Well, you, you read my mind. So I think it's very clear here. There's when you got Michigan state going off as, as a, uh, a bigger favorite than the Illini, I think there's a ton of value for us. So, yeah, it, that that plays to the Java men. We're going to be in Vegas. There's not going to be an Illinois restriction on betting. So, my advice to all the listeners: get your money on the Illini before tip off yeah. of the Continental Tire Classic here or the main event, yeah. whatever they're calling. This is it not financial advice. This is not financial advice. <laughs> those, However, those odds are about to shift quickly. <laughs> However. So Pete, I'm visiting my <laughs> banker tomorrow. <laughs> Pete, give me some football. Yeah. So Illinois, um, seven and three, visiting the Michigan Wolverines, ten and zero, playing eleven a.m. Central, nine a.m. Vegas time <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, as of right now, so the the spread opened at I believe fourteen and a half. Um, yours truly had it at 13 and a half open at 14 and a half. It's moved all the way to Michigan minus 18 minus 18. Do we know minus, about chase Brown T out not looking good, not looking good. Really? And I think that's, that's why it's been bid down and that. And plus the way the line I have looked at looked the last two weeks, which we'll get into, um, the spread seems that's to be moving against the line. Yeah. Um, Illinois plus six fifty on the money line, which no matter we go down with the ship boys, we'll have a money line ticket in our pocket. Um, additionally, the over under set at 42. So Vegas looking at a low scoring game. I actually kind of like the over. I'm not going to lie to you. I lo- I saw the over and it's either it's, it's either Illinois is going to cover the spread or that over is going to blow past 42. Eighteen. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm I think I think you're either looking at a close game, Illinois covering, or Michigan, unfortunately, uh, running up the scoreboard. I think you got to watch no. the Chase Brown news. Joe, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I I love the over. I just think what's been very clear to me in the last couple of games is we, and this was kind of teased out by a lot of you know, other podcasters I listen to, but it's this team isn't deep enough to withstand, you know, depth and injuries. We, we, we do have, we have a really, we have a good team when our stars are playing, but when they're not goes downhill fast. And you can tell that with the secondary, you can tell that with the outside linebackers. Although we've got some guys back, um, that'll be rushing the quarterback. I just, the defense, I'm just not feeling great about. So I would, I'd love the over, and I and I think if we can't, if Chase even Chase doesn't play, we'll throw the ball a little more, and I think we may score some points. But I love the over on this. Yeah, 
Yeah. So Chase With Brown. That said, we're doing the money line, a, a, an Illinois basketball I, I, football money line. I'm gonna. I, I, I think we gotta go a hundo each on the money. Yeah. Line. I, I, Six Javaman hundo each. What does that pay? I like it. It'll pay for the uh, tab. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> I think for us the play is. I, I think we, we, put a nice nice wager on the over, and then we hedge ourselves with a little money line ticket because it's plus 650. That's a nice payout. And I, I think we go from there. But, uh, but that's, that's where we're at. It, I, I did just check and uh, Chase Brown trending in the right direction. Um, All right. So as of today, you know, might be looking a little better than I just mentioned, which it wasn't looking good earlier in the week, but um. Yeah, if he's playing, I I don't know that it changes changes anything because if Michigan's scoring, uh, Devito's got a he's got to throw. I mean, we can't play this like batting down the hatches and run the ball if Michigan's going off on us. So I don't know that it changes the dynamic of the game if he plays or not. It's a high twenty eight in Ann Arbor on Saturday. Ooh, but sunny. Offenses yeah. are still good in the cold. I still like the over. <laughs> I still like the Illini. I still like the Illini money. <laughs> Joe, what, no, what are no, you no, gonna no. do? What What are you gonna do when we win the? We win outright. No, That's I'm bad. on the money Ed line. Sir, you better be on the money line. You're getting me all depressed over here. No, the over's good. The over's a good bet. No, hey, I'm hey, hey. I'm talking about the money line. The oh, also, yeah, also, just for fun, just for fun. If Chase Brown's playing, yes. Just for fun, because we're going to do it. We're also going to have a money line parlay Illini ticket. Yeah, just, just in right. case. Well, I, money line. I'm sure that'll pay nice. We'll we'll talk about it next week. A money line Friday, Saturday. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Well, we a money line Illini, Illini basketball, Illini football, money line parlay. Um. That'd be sick. We got two underdogs. I'm sure that ticket'll that that'll be a nice payout. Again, I think we, we don't sprinkled know right now. Uh, the the spread on that too. We'll both be dogs. Yeah. 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 Um a lot of options. A lot of options. I, what what else is on what, we're talking Vegas. Okay. So we talk some football. There's some other wanna, there's some other Vegas wanna, news. There's some other Vegas news. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk we we had football on the segment list. I'm done with football. You know, I you know the the refs we kind of choked a little bit. Whether that Witherspoon pick that puts a bad taste in my mouth. That's all I'm going to say about. I have that I game. have two thoughts. I want to talk about Vegas. I have two thoughts on the football. I want to share it at the end, but I have one thought. Well, one piece of news on Vegas. Um, one of the members of the Java Men team currently listed as probable with a bum knee. Scotty Shaps was on the last pod. <laughs> We'll have to be. We'll ha- we might have to wheel in between the sports book and the tables. Uh, no, we gotta get. We gotta get him a wheel. We gotta yeah, get him a wheel. Yeah, he might be wheeling, or he might. He might have a flat tire in Vegas, so we might be picking him up and carrying him between tables. He's got a bad knee right now, so listed as probable. Uh, flight still a go. Hotel room still a go. Just bad knee. We'll see how things look when we land on the ground in the desert. Yeah, limited snap count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the football front, on the football front, I did have two thoughts. I I did want, if I was going to get on the podcast, I wanted to share. I think that we're all disappointed on football in what's gone on the last two weeks, and 
we can all go back and do the the coulda woulda shouldas on this season. I mean, we could we could be ten and zero. We could be very easily be ten and zero. We outplayed all three opponents that we lost to. It was just some dumb mistakes, some bad refereeing, um, you know, some poor decisions. But you know, the the three teams we lost to were were better than. So that sucks. But big picture, you got to zoom out. If I told you before the year that the Illini at this point were going to be 7-3, and three, would you take it? I think we would. I would take it. So yeah. football's on the right track. I think we got to acknowledge that. Um, you know, we're, we're bowl eligible. Would have been nice to, would have been nice to be in Pasadena on New Year's Day, but you know what? Give me the beef O'Brady bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Bills, I'm there. Bills, and then I'm going to Jubes. Final thoughts on the Illini football. Well, final thoughts until the next game, but yeah, I think big picture, I'm okay with the record. Um, eight and four is good if they end eight and four. Nine and three sounds a whole lot better. Just the rea- reality set in with injuries. I, it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm disappointed still in the moment, but I'm, I'm happy for the team. I'm happy for the recruiting momentum. I just, I just hope they show up well against Michigan. Like, let's have a good, competitive game against Michigan, and then let's take care of business against Northwestern, end on a high note, and go into bowl season, get those extra practices, play well in the bowl game, and and get some more guys in here so we can withstand injuries. Yeah, I think uh, P nailed it on the head. I mean, you just got to be happy with where they're at now, considering what the expectations were um, at the beginning of the season. Um, I actually think that Michigan State outplayed the Illini in the last game. That's um, true. Looked, That's they true. They looked like I, I, the, the better team, but uh, agreed. I mean, they made some dumb mistakes, and in all of their losses, they have. Um, so, but again very you got to be happy for what this does for recruiting and you know looking for i mean the Illini might be a year early from you know or two years early from like where, when they really get rolling but you just got to be happy with the progress because in november we used to you know it used to not even be a question of not only would they win the big 10 but would they even get to a bowl game at, the, at this point yeah so. yeah we're we're a perennial bowl team now we're gonna be i know it Bielema's got him on the right track. Yeah, I I agree. I I think what's tough is we were 7-1. and It was right in front of us. We controlled our own destiny to clinch for the West. We crapped our pants. Yeah, I mean, we choked. (laughs) I mean, there's you could blame the refs. I I like doing that, but ultimately we it it was our games to lose, and we lost them. Yeah, and injuries, as Joe said. You guys, you guys said take a step back. We're seven and three, which is awesome. But what have you done for me lately? You know, I would feel a lot better about seven and three if we started off and lost a couple games in the in the beginning of the year, and now we're on a win streak going into Michigan. Unfortunately, it's the opposite of that, and we lost the last two, and now we're going into Ann Arbor, the hottest team in the Big Ten, probably. That lines up to 18. I, that's a huge line. It's kind of disappointing to see that. I know it'll but, cheer you up. You know, 
I, I need cheer me up, P. Saturday night after an Illini basketball football money line parlay, you'll forget all about those couple of losses. <laughs> I think it'll be good In to Vegas! get him out of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their last two losses were at home, and they, there were high expectations, so I think it might be good to get him out of champagne. With no, I think so too. With I think no so expectations too. at all. I mean, everyone expects them to lose this game. Yeah, Michigan's due for Michigan is also due for a clunker. If there's anything I've learned that about the big, sound very analytical, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We don't. Some of some of the takes on this podcast are non analytical. They're just purely from the gut. And here's one of them: Michigan due for a clunker. <laughs> if I've watched enough Big Ten over the years, <laughs> if I've watched enough Big Ten over the years. It's that Big Ten teams don't go into the playoff without a loss. Very rarely. They're due for a clunker. Why not Illinois? Let's go. Why not, boys? Last, last point on my end, they're looking ahead to Ohio State. Oh! Trap oh, game. Major trap oh, game. Major that's trap so game. true. We'll, boys, we're going to be there to reap the benefits. I got to go. You know, I got to go visit my banker. High expectations. We had high expectations the last two weeks for Illini football, but I have high expectations for this weekend. And we're going to be in Vegas. We're going to be there live. And we're going to be enjoying every second of it. Gentlemen, well done tonight. This was a blast. I can't wait for this week. I don't know what else to say. See you boys in Vegas. Make sure you guys go to the bank. Get your withdrawals out. I have one last comment. I don't know if the nerds are fully baking in how much uh, Fran McCaffrey plays his sons. So (laughs) he can refrain from playing Connor McCaffrey over Chris Murray again this year. Um, The nerds nerds do not factor in in nepotism. (laughs) They do not factor in the nepotism fade. If he can do that, I think, you know, there's no nepotism factor, at least that I've seen in in the ranks. So we'll just have to watch that as the season goes on. But. All right, Oski Wow Wow boys, let's fucking go to Vegas! All right, we'll see you boys in Vegas. We'll catch you next week. Go Illini. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.